Welcome to another episode of Out of the Rough. I am Lenny. We have Sean here today. Sean, how are you? Doing good, man. Glad to hear it. Uh, good week for Sung JM last week. Uh, I know neither of us played him. Excellent Sunday round. Absolutely blitzed the course. The, uh, I mean, off the tee, the approach shots, the putter, everything was just great. Uh, kind of back to how he was playing a bit last year where he just seemed to be making all those mid-range putts, looking like one of the best putters on tour. Sunday, he was looking like that, so maybe it's something we can see in the future. It'll be something I'll be keeping an eye on. Um, but overall, not a good week for me last week. I won't even go into it. Um, Sean, I know you played Matthew Wolf, who had a good finish. I don't know if there's yeah. anything you want to expand on with that. There's a lot of wolves in Nevada. I said that before the tournament. (laughs) All right, (laughs) moving on. No, 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 no. It was was a good pick. Uh, I wish he would have won, but obviously Sung Sung Jay, uh, he uh, he played like you said, great Sunday. So can't can't be mad at that. Week early on Sung Jay. Yeah, (laughs) week early on him. Um, (laughs) It might be a trend. We should watch that. See who see who you pick, and then next week I'll pick him. (laughs) Probably not a terrible idea. (laughs) Um, yeah, whatever I do, just don't do and just follow it up next week or something. I don't know. It worked for with you. I think with Rory last year or not Rory, Ricky Fowler last year at one point, I picked him and I think he finished dead last and then you got like a top 20 finish out of him. But (laughs) (laughs) this week, this week we got the CJ cup, uh, kind of a interesting fun event, it is 78 players, so it's a small field event. There's going to be no cut, which is great for my picks because I've been finding every way to to get Make players to cut. Uh, I've been struggling to find cuts lately. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't care if I picked the five guys, 70 to 78. They made the cut. They're playing four rounds. I at least have something to look at Saturday and Sunday. But it's been it's been a rough go for me lately. Um, but anyways, CJ Cup is going to be played at the Summit Club. PJ Tour, as far as I know, hasn't played here before. It's a relatively new course, um, so there isn't really any course history, which is going to make this a bit of an interesting, fun, exciting week, I guess we could say. It's 7,400 yards about. It's a par 72. Um, similar kind of to our course last week, I expect some very low numbers because this seems to be more of like that resort style course. You know, it's not super long. You have drivable holes, par fives are reachable. Um, and being more of the resort course and not designed for championship PGA tour golf, you know, there isn't a ton of defense mechanisms, I guess we could call it around the course. Um, they're, they're not looking to really stump people too awful much. So I would expect some very low numbers similar to what we had last week. Wouldn't be surprised if we see something, you know, 22, 23 under par, if not even more. Maybe DJ pops off with a 30 under par again. Um, but it is a Tom Fazio design. It's kind of all I got. Sean, you got anything? What do you What do you think about it? I think there's a lot of wolves in Nevada. Um, and this is another, <laughs> another week in Nevada. Uh, the course is, like you said, it's very similar to kind of like last week's just the desert play and uh the, the course is kind of simpler simpler for these guys the weather will be a little bit nicer 
uh, not too much wind from what it's saying, but we know how correct weathermen are. Um, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of possible dart shows out there with some of these guys trying to attack the pins and, like you said, low numbers. Uh, there is one par five that's at like 604 yards, just a keynote to think about there. Um, but other than that, that's the golf course. So we'll see it, this for, like you said, for the first time. So um, looking forward to that. That'll be nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, when I'm kind of, it's a bit of an unknown when picking players. Uh, you know, unless you've played the course, you've seen it. There's pictures online, and, you know, videos you can watch to try to give you a bit of an idea. For me, you know, I'm kind of going with a bit of a mixed bag approach this week. Not necessarily going with bombers, not necessarily going with, you know, the ball strikers. Uh, I'm favoring a little bit of the putters. I think this could be an event where, you know, it could be another putters week with such low numbers. Like we saw Sung Jay getting super hot. You just need to get super hot with that putter. You can do well. Um, but we do have some big names. CJ Cup tends to bring in some big names. It's a pretty big money event. Um, no ROM this week, but we do have a DJ starting us off at 11-3, JT at 11-1, Colin Morikawa 10-8, Xander Schauffele 10-6, Spieth at 10-3, and your guy Rory McIlroy at 10-1. Sean, looking at these kind of top six guys, who do you like? Uh, not my guy, Rory McIlroy, this week, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think uh, we're going to go through that piece today um but i do uh i do like xander i'm gonna go with xander he's at 10-6 i think he's uh one of the better picks in this draft for the uh money that he's worth i know dj's up there and he was lights out at the Ryder cup uh, but so is this guy i think he was probably uh one of the more consistent players out there obviously dj got the wins but he was just everything that he wanted to do was kind of working for him i thought uh, and he had a really good season last year and i think he's going to want to start that off again this year um, so I think he, with him being a good striker with his irons and kind of like the wedge play uh, I think it's going to give him some kind of easier putts or get him close to the green so that he's able to make those birdies and get low numbers uh, and like you said I don't think there's really a bad pick this week because everyone makes the, the cut so everyone's still going to get points um, but I do think he's going to probably do like a top 10 maybe even a, a top 5 um, so Xander is my guy here at 10-6. I am a big fan of Xander this week also. He's kind of just the the no-cut event maestro almost. WGC's Tour Championships, the Olympics last year, always seems to kind of be picking up his wins in those events and racking up a lot of top 10. So I do really like Xander a lot this week. And in my lineups, I'm going to combo him. I'm not necessarily playing these guys in the same lineups, but where I'm starting off at with Xander and then my other guys call Morikawa at 10-8. So the guy priced just above him. Morikawa, I'm going to play a little bit of the strokes gain PTC this week with him. He is a member at the Summit Club, so hopefully he can pick up a little bit of knowledge here. Uh, you know, I was pretty low on Morikawa for a while while he was going through the injury bug. However, he looked pretty solid during the Ryder Cup. I thought he looked great there. And like I said, I apologize to him. I ate my words. I didn't think he was going to play well, but now that he seems to be healthy again, he looks really good. You know, it's been a few weeks since the Ryder Cup. However, I, 
I think Morikawa is a very good play here. And not just because of those things. I mean, really before he kind of got into the, the injury bug, we saw him playing excellent golf. Um, he's someone who can get very hot with the putter, like we saw at the Open Championship. There's also weeks where he can be very bad with the putter, so it is a little bit of a risk-reward here. Um, you know, Morikawa could have a really bad week. He could have a really good week, which is something that I don't necessarily like when picking my top guy. However, being a no-cut event, I'm willing to take a bit more risk in, with these picks. Um, but yeah, Morikawa is my guy at 10-8. Moving on to the 9K range. We got Victor Hovland starting us off at 9-9, Sam Burns 9-8, Brooks Kepka 9-7, Tony Finau 9-6, Sungjae, our winner last week 9-5, Decky 9-4, Louie 9-3, Cam Smith 9-2, Abe Answer 9-1, and Scotty Scheffler at an even 9,000. All right, Sean, who's the pick? I'm going Cam Smith from down under. Um... I think uh, Cam is going to be – Cam was always like a very consistent golfer last last season. I think he he's still going to be one of those guys this year to look out for in top, top of the leaderboard in most tournaments. Uh, I know that he's priced at 9-2, but I do think that that's just because of some of the guys that came in uh, from the Ryder Cup and how they're playing so well. Uh, I do think that he uh, is definitely – someone to, to look at I, I know like through the last few of his uh tournaments that he played he had three top tens um going from like the olympics back to the northern trust he's obviously somebody that's a, been a winner on the tour before um but i do think that cam smith is going to kind of help me out in the budget wise obviously he's at nine two um so trying to trying to make that lineup helps with him being a little lower but I, but I don't think that that price tag is necessarily worthy of his skill set that he's been bringing to the table. Um, so Cam Smith at 9-2 is well going with. I like that. I'm considering Cam Smith, someone who can really roll the ball, solid putter. Um, and yeah, like you said, finished off the season pretty strong. Had a bit of a hiccup at the BMW, but outside of that, the last four events were all top 15 finishes for him. So prior to that little hiccup at the end there, playing great golf, but I mean, still can't, I mean, T34 and probably one of the toughest events of the year. Can't really complain too much, I guess. My guy though, I'm going with Sam Burns. The man is just hot right now, playing great golf. The second strokes gained over the last 50 rounds, fourth in the last 20 He's got six straight finishes in the top 21. Uh, he's just playing so well and just consistently week after week, putting up great finishes that I'm just going to ride Sam Burns. I know I'm a little bit late to the party on him. However, you know, I, I'm fine joining the bandwagon. I'm fine being that guy, and I'll jump in on late to him. He is at 9.8, so he's a bit more expensive in the 9K range. However, I think just the way he's been playing lately, he's a great pick. Moving on to the 8K range, we have a few guys here. Starting off with Harris English at 8-9, Tommy Fleetwood, Webb Simpson, Mark Leishman, Kokrak, Hatton, Lowry, Casey, Scott, and Patrick Reed. Nice little uh, European contingent here. 
from the Ryder Cup. Um, some interesting names. What do you think, Sean? I'm going with Paul Casey. Um, I've used him before, and I don't know. Um, I think he's not always bit me in the butt for using him. Uh, but I, I, for some reason, he just speaks to me this week. I don't know if it's because his caddy wears all those kind of cool socks, and it's cool to see which ones he wears during the round. If you didn't know about that, look it up. Fun fact for the day. Um, but I do think Paul Casey, although he is like a, like kind of like the Cam Smith, he's at the eight two, so a thousand dollars less, and at the lower of the end of that range. Um, but I do think he is capable of more than that. Um, the motivational speech is coming out of me to, to you know, do better, do better, Paul. Uh, but I do, I do think that, uh, I, do, I think Paul Casey is, is one of those good players. Obviously, uh, you see his name towards the, towards the top of the leaderboards and wins of last season um, and throughout his whole career. So he, I don't think he's ever a bad pick. Um, but I do think he's, he's a consistent striker with, with some of his irons. Uh, he's kind of famous for that, that uh, East Lake on 18 where he grabbed the wrong iron and um, hit the ball perfect, um, but it went just right over the green. So you could see even though he had a, the higher iron, it still was directly where he wanted to go to it. Uh, so I think, you know, that, that stuff has to benefit this week and, and kind of make it easy and with the weather being, you know, not so windy. If you can put the ball where you want it to go, I think that's definitely going to help you. So Paul Casey at 8-2 uh, is who I am going with. You know, Paul Casey and Johnny High Sox. I am going with another Englishman who I think is probably the best Englishman in this group, and that is Harris English. He uh, kind of dominated the swing season last year. Um, in six events that he played in, he had four top tens, a 28th, and only one missed cut. He really had kind of transitioned that to a very good season got him into the Ryder Cup I mean he also had what three wins last year two wins I can't remember exactly played great um, I just think you know him being just a solid overall player but really good around the greens can really benefit him this week I know that the putter was pretty bad last week but that's not kind of typical Harris English I expect him to turn that around um, you know, maybe they get the, the grip figured out on his putter. He gets something that he likes, something that he feels comfortable with again. And I'm kind of just banking on him having a good turnaround week. And, you know, he is the top guy here in the 8K range. So kind of betting a little bit, gambling a little bit on him that he does figure it out a little bit with the putter and gets that stroke back. But I like Harris English this week. Moving into the 7K range, I won't list everyone. We do have quite a few guys here, but who you like, Sean? I am going with a, a friend of the show, um, more so your friend of the show, uh, Joaquin Neiman. Um, I don't know why. I really don't. <laughs> um, I, think, I, th I think, again, a lot of my picks when it comes down to here is something more like budget-wise trying to see how I can fit things in, obviously doing one person per uh, one person arrange kind of hurts that, if you will, because you can't kind of play around with it in a sense. But uh, Joaquin Neiman, I think, is, is you talked about him a lot last season, so I don't feel like I need to talk about all the stuff that he did last season in terms of all of the all of the good play that he had. Um, but I, I, I do feel like he is kind of like a like kind of like an Abraham answer 
you know, one of those guys that hits good irons, makes good plays. I think it, as long as his head's in the right place and he's playing concentrated golf, I think Joaquin Neiman's pretty dangerous. And so getting him at 7-4, I think, is kind of a steal. Um, again, there, there's big names in this cr- crowd because of who was there and, and the tournaments that they just played in. Uh, but you, I think a lot of these guys, minus the Sam Burns tournament and some of the favorites, you know, when they're not so big of a tournament, a lot of the big guys don't necessarily win it. So um, it would be interesting to see. And, and somebody's got to root for Joaquin Neiman. The show's been missing him. So um, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll ride him out for a little bit. Yeah, I've kind of fallen off the Jocko bandwagon lately. There's just he is around the green game and the irons haven't been great, but he's someone who's going to gain off the tee every single week. I think he might have some new wedges in the bag. Um, hopefully that can help him out, especially this week where you will have a decent amount of just short wedges into some of the greens. We'll see how he plays. And But for me, I'm going with Alex Norin. Kind of towards the bottom here, he's at 7-1. He's played great to end the season last year going into the Tour Championship, though he didn't make it. But he had a T16, a T9, T4 recently at the Lynx Championship. He had a T12, so he's got some great finishes. He's on some good form coming into this. He's ninth in strokes gained over the last 20 rounds, just playing very solid golf. And no, I... I am a fan of Alex Norton. He's someone who can definitely get hot around the greens, but is just a week to week. His baseline putting levels is some of the best on tour. So I really think kind of similar to Harry English that, you know, it's going to come down to making putts. And I think that's going to be very crucial this week. So, you know, just the recent form with Norton and how good he can play around the greens. I think he's a good play here at seven one. Going into the 6K range, actually a few kind of relatively big names. We got Keegan in here, Gary Woodland trying to make his comeback, I guess you could say. A great friend of the uh, the pod who's done us some uh, good numbers here, Brian Harmon, you know, Stuart Sink, multi-winner last year, your guy Ricky Fowler. So there's a few decent uh, decent names in here. Who do you like, Sean? Plaid Pant Poulter, um, <laughs> the three Ps, uh, Ian Poulter at 6'9", that's who I'm going with. Um, I think, unfortunately for him, if he could play every tournament as if it was like a heads-up match play, he'd be the greatest golfer of all time. Well, Tiger, Tiger, Woods, is, Tiger, Tiger Woods is still there, so uh, and a few others. I won't say he's the – but you get my point. Obviously, in the Ryder Cup, that guy is unreal doing uh, the things that he's doing uh, when he does play the match play type matches. But um, obviously, that doesn't always equate to when you see like the WGC matches and stuff like that. So, um, I, but I do think this week he will do uh, do well for me at six nine. I think it's uh, I always try to stay towards the top of this range, and I'm sure that there's some other guys that are better off than where Poulter is, um, but. I do think uh, I think he'll he'll do something here for me. So at six nine, plaid plaid pant Poulter is uh, say that five times fast. I bet you can't, but that's what I'm going with. He's no someone who's won a won a couple of WGC 
think no cut events. Well, one was in match play, like you said. And excellent match play guy. Excellent head-to-head guy. Just not going to be the greatest golfer of all time. I don't mind the pick. He kind of falls <laughs> into that that Norin. Excellent around the greens. Uh, can get super hot with that putter. Uh, like we saw, you know, in just about every match play event that he ever plays in, it just seems like all of a sudden he brings out a new putter from the bag that somehow is just working to another level. And But for me, my guy here is going to be Cage Lee. Going towards the bottom of the list, he's at 6-2, one of my uh, lower picks that we've ever had here. Had a T14 finish last week, so a very solid finish. He's made six out of his last seven cuts. And he's someone who at least he's going to be kind of in that Joaquin Neiman a little bit mold where he hits the ball far. He's very accurate with the driver. He's going to gain off the tee almost every single week. Um, and, you know, we've mentioned it here before. When you're kind of picking in the deep range, it's almost sometimes nicer to pick a guy with a specialty a little bit where you know, you know, he's going to do that well almost week in, week out, no matter what. He's going to bomb the ball off the tee very great off the tee or he's going to make a ton of putts kind of like Poulter is and you just hope the rest of the game maybe gets hot and that's kind of what I'm going with KH Lee at 6-2 so hopefully he turns out to be a good pick here plus it's a no-cut event you know so you can kind of take a little bit more risk involved with these but anyways moving on we'll kind of get into some of our bets here what we like for the week. Sean, I'll let you go first again. Okay. Um, so I have a couple top like uh, thoughts of uh, who might win. Obviously, some of these might be long shots, but just because of how they're playing or some of the guys that I might have said earlier, that's kind of where I'm sticking with. But my three guys that I have out there to, to just keep an eye on to see if they could win – Poulter is my third pick out here with at a plus nine thousand. Obviously, that's that's a good number for you. He was just playing really well at the Ryder Cup. He might bring something to the table at, at this tournament. Again, long shot, but just mentioning that one. Tony Finau is out here at plus twenty five hundred. I think he's definitely in. Uh, obviously, he got that win that towards the end of the season, um, but he's uh, going to. I think he's going to keep up with that, with some of the Ryder Cup feel and just the kind of uh, momentum that he's got behind him. I don't think at plus 2,500, that's a bad thought. And then obviously with my top guy of, of the choice earlier that I said, Xander, uh, I have him out here at plus 1,200. I believe he's second favorite to Dustin, uh, a DJ, who is at plus yeah. 1,000. Um, so he's, you know, that's not terrible bet in, in terms of odds and favorites and whatnot. So... Those would be my my bets for the top. Uh, if they're like, if we're talking about who's winning, for me, I'm going Morikawa to win at plus sixteen, um, so just slightly lower than Xander. Which, you know, like I said, those are kind of my two guys. I will kind of take that extra four hundred points there and pick the the other guy that I like. Though I do like the Xander pick. Next, Harris English, plus 35. I Like I had mentioned, I feel like it's going to be a good week. I think the putter's coming back. Plays well in the swing season. Just his time of year. Deep pick I'm going with here, Stuart Sink. We haven't really seen too much of Stuart Sink lately. However, 
he's very good off the tee. We've seen him pop off, get two wins last year, plus 18,000. You know, just looking at kind of the guys around him, knowing how recently he's won on tour and has done it multiple times last year. You know, if someone's going to pop off down here in this deep range, I like Stuart Sink to do it. For me, some of my prop pet, prop bets here, going with another English pick, Hatton, top Englishman. But it's just kind of, I, I have a bit of a feeling with with Hatton. Coming off the, uh, the Dunhill Lynx Championship, a place where he's played at and played very well at in recent history. Maybe has some good feelings. We see Hatton kind of maybe a little bit happier this week. I don't know. But he's at plus 275 for that. And then Sam Burns, like I said, six straight finishes in the top 21. I'm going to take him, though, for a top 10 this week at plus 200. Not bad. Not bad. I guess this is my turn. Um, I have a few of them out here. I was looking around. I saw the three ball. I'm going to try one of those this week um, and stop my dog from barking. That's the first thing. Um, but there's a uh, there's a three ball uh, between Justin Thomas, uh, Rory McIlroy, and Kokrak uh, for the first round. And they are obviously paired together. I think they're going off around like eight something in the morning, maybe, uh, or 10. I don't, I don't know. They're grouped together. Justin Thomas is uh, at... Plus 140 to be the low scorer of that group, and I think he's going to beat out Kokrak and McElroy. I know mentioned earlier, I don't know if it was mentioned earlier, Kokrak won this tournament last year, but again, it's on a completely different course. Um, so even though he's won it, obviously that's going to have a factor into it, but it is a different course, and I think Captain America, or so-called now Captain America, uh, is going to be able to come in at a plus 140. Uh, there is also a matchup between Spieth and Oosthuizen, and uh, Spieth is at plus 105. It's pretty even odds, but I do think uh, Spieth will come out of that one on top as well. Oosthuizen's my boy, uh, but Spieth, uh, I just think, will take this one. And then I always have the uh, the final pairing, uh, yes or no. <laughs> this, <laughs> this week I'm going with no. That's at plus 165. I'm, I think I'm just going to always go against the grain. Uh, at least put some money on it to make some money instead of putting money on it to make half the money. Um, so that's at 165. And then the last one I have is for either uh, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, or Xander Shoffley, one of those three to win it. And that is at plus 275. Um, so those are my bets. If you want to lose money, listen to me. Uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and we'll, we'll come back to you next week and let you know how they all worked out. <laughs> All right, let's get into a one and done, Sean. Not a uh, not a good week for me, um, but I'll let you go first with your pick here. Who are you taking for the one and done? Uh, you know, I've, I've put a lot of thought into that, and by saying that, I've clearly put zero thought into that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a look at who's here and what I might think I might want to do. Um, I know that you're still ahead of me, even though you didn't have a, a good week, but I, I need something to come around. So I think this week I'm going to ride out with, uh, uh, I don't know who I want to do. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't want to take any of the top guys. That's for sure. I'll probably, uh, I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. Let's go with Scotty Scheffler. The Scotty pick. Love a good Scotty Scheffler sighting. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a tough one because there's a lot of money. It's like 1.75 million to win. But also being a no-cut event, you can kind of take a bit of risk. And no matter what, you're going to pick up a few bucks. However, you know, finishing outside like the top 25 is minimal dollars. So you definitely want to be inside of that. I'm I'm kind of talking myself into Terrell Hatton this week. Kind of go with one of those mid-range guys who, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of just very slowly talking my way into Terrell Hatton having a good week. I might have to look at into him and putting him into some lineups more. Um, but yeah, I will chalk him down this week for me. And uh, I mean, I think he finished third here in this event last year. Though different course, different everything. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm talking myself more and more into to Mr. Hatton. But Listen. anyways... He talks to himself on the course, so if you're talking to to him about doing well, it might be telepathically a good thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Patton talks to to any and every and like object out there, trying to yell at it, figure out his golf game. Well, maybe if one you're yelling best, at him, one of the best club throwers on tour, though. Yeah, um, yell at him through your TV on Sunday when he's only a few shots back. Maybe he'll hear you. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would that would actually probably be his response if he could hear me. Yeah, but, it would be. <laughs> that has been another episode of Out of the Rough. Go follow us on our social media sites at Out of the Rough WK, and tune in next week. And uh, hopefully, we can have some good picks again. Take care. Peace.